Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi. And today we're going to be looking at some of your lovely voicemail messages you've sent in to us. And our first message is from Jason at the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Take it away, Jason. Hey, John, Hannah, Jason here. Just listened to the RPG Concern episode. Great episode. Really enjoyed it. Some good advice there. And I think the discussion between you guys is really helpful. You know, it's okay that you're not totally on the same sheet of music and hadn't you, you didn't read off a script. You, you know, I think that kind of conversation is very helpful. And um, I was glad to hear it. So, no, you didn't solve the world's problems, but you gave everybody some great food for thought. So keep up the great work. Hi, Jason. Thanks again for calling in. Glad you found it useful. Hopefully we'll be able to do a few more episodes like that without upsetting too many people. Yeah, and obviously we're not setting out to upset anyone, but as you were saying, Jason, we do think these sort of discussions are worth having. And even if, like, myself and Hannah don't agree with each other 100% on any of these things, it's worth sort of listening to other people's opinions and having a bit of a discussion and back and forth because if you don't, how are you ever going to like evolve and change your own opinions, really? Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for getting in touch. So let's see who we've got up next. Hey, John and Hannah, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor calling in, finally. Let you guys know I've been enjoying the hell out of your episodes, especially the Fiend Folio ones. Uh, um, one of, probably my all-time favorites, Monster Manual, and going through the monsters. Uh, when I listen to one of those episodes, I'm I'm ready with pencil and paper to steal your guys' ideas. I really do enjoy you guys' back and forth and uh Especially when you guys get in a disagreement or something and going just like the energy and it just it just works well, I think. I, I do like it. So I wanted to say thank you very much for that. So that was of course Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor, who if you don't know, runs a Patreon where he regularly sends out these small sort of mini adventures, NPC cards and stuff like that, which are really great. He was kind enough to send us a mini adventure in the pines recently which was inspired by our Needleman episode so thank you very much for that Tim very much enjoyed reading that and thank you very much for your kind words well we've moved on to the the monster manual 2 now from first ed AD&D we're not sure where we'll go after that we might look at some more sort of different uh, monster books some sort of slightly more left field stuff we'll just see what people want and where it takes us but we certainly hope Mm -hmm. to carry on doing the monster episodes because we enjoy making them especially the bits where we get to discuss how you could use them in your games so as long as we've got interest and people are interested in hearing them we'll keep making them basically so thanks very much one of the episodes i just recently listened to was the whole x card thing and a bit of the controversy with that one uh, at first i was one of those people that was you know x card uh, <laughs> wasn't for it. I thought it was kind of dumb. Um, just my, you know, my kind of narrow minded thinking, but when I was thinking of it, I was just thinking about home groups and, uh, you know, not conventions work like my home group X cards are just unnecessary. I'm sure it is for most home groups, but a convention, I think it is, especially these days. Cause it's just a, uh, different way, a new, different way of thinking for gaming for a lot of, especially the younger generation. And, uh, Sometimes things now you have the obvious things that that uh, might offend people, but there's a lot of those 
other things that you're you're you wonder why it offends them not that you want to get into it but certain things uh i i don't know if i'll have time to get in this i might end up doing a jackson on your thing i apologize for that uh but i had a personal experience couple of personal experiences with that now i'm gonna do a second one here because it looks like i'm gonna run out of time so the only time that i can remember where i used a X card, a virtual X card is actually during a home game where I was playing a thief guy who had set up a guild and I had signed other folks to set up other businesses. And this one guy came back and the GM was describing this, I guess, prostitution business. And then he was talking about getting a shipment of kids in. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 time out. Like, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Cause you know, I work with what I work with. I work with a lot of folks who dealt with that, they're offenders. They've been on both sides of it or whatever. So therefore I was out of the game and I was back at work and I've got real faces connecting to this fantasy. And that's the last thing I want to happen when I'm playing my game. And it just, it's just un- unnecessary details. And then another time where I was at a convention, this girl that we were gaming with was actually using the X card almost as a weapon against the other players she was just basically I think, stifling any type of creativity that other people were having at the time. None of it really had any, I should say, I couldn't see any nastiness or horribleness to what they were doing. It was just regular role playing, but she used the X card to t- try to stifle it. It was just, it was kind of ridiculous. Now, I'm not really sure what the issue was with the with the girl. I mean, she was fine otherwise, but I, I can't even remember the details because we're talking about years ago. But I remember I was going to, I think somewhere I was going to attack one of the NPCs. We were questioning somebody and I was kind of playing a rough, tough character. So I was going to attack him. And she touched the X card because she thought I was being too violent or I was... Uh, I can't remember what her term was, but I was being too I was excessively graphically violent when I when I said I was going to attack, and I and I was just confused by it, and it, it got to the point where I just said, you know what, and and the GM kind of seemed to be placating her and everything, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm going to pass on this game. I I just excuse myself because I didn't want to make a scene because I'm a confrontational guy. I'm just one of those people who, and it's not like I'm being nasty about it, but I want to question them, figure it out that why, you know, I'm not going to go on Twitter like you guys were talking about and talk about it. I'm going to confront the person who, who uh, is having the issue so I can do that, but that's just the way I am. But, But I love the episode about it. And I think you guys are perfectly qualified to talk about it. So don't say that you guys absolutely are. So take care guys. And we'll talk soon. Hi Tim, glad you found the episode useful. Uh, I do very much agree that it's something that shouldn't ever really be needed in your home games with your friends who you know. But the concept of it is something that could occasionally be useful even there. But in convention games, because you're working with people that you don't know, usually... It's very rare that everyone at the convention game knows each other and knows the GM. It just gives you that safety net to know that it's there. And I'm really gutted to hear about this girl sort of misusing it in that way. 
and it does sound like she was probably misusing it a bit just to see how far she could push it but then I don't know what the circumstances of her and the other players at that table are maybe she knew some of them and knew what direction they were going to take that joke in um, I, I really don't know why you'd get upset about somebody's description of going and backstabbing an NPC but again I'm not her maybe she should have thought a bit more about which games she was joining and looked for the ones that said they were going to be like nicey nice cooperative games rather than your standard sort of D&D type games I don't know yeah I mean I've got to say I pretty much agree with you love that I think X cards whilst as Tim pointed out he has used it in like a home game I think they're far less useful in home games you know where people can just talk about that and you're generally more comfortable with the people like you're gaming with they're definitely more useful in a convention setting see it's not that I don't think they're useful in a homebrew game it's that I think you shouldn't need them in yeah. a homebrew game because it should already be tailored to the tastes of the GM players because why the hell else are you doing a homebrew game yeah. if not to tailor it to your homebrew group yeah I mean I think my issue as I tried to get across in the, the episode with using them in conventions I think they're a great tool and as long as everyone's sensible using them like with everything they're fine, they do a job like I say, and I think if we could rely on everyone to either, as Tim was saying, just have a sensible discussion or just use whatever safety tools you've got in in sort of play and leave it at that, that'd be grand. But that's not always the case. I mean, we, we know from a few recent examples of like where these tools have been available and people have either said, have said oh, well... I didn't feel comfortable with using them and then they've gone on to complain about a game afterwards and it's like well if the safety tools are available and you don't use them at what point do we say that's kind of your responsibility because if you make if you make all these safety tools available to people and then someone afterwards goes oh I was vastly offended by that game oh it was terrible you go well, well you didn't say anything well, we put safety tools there so you didn't have to go into details and they go oh well I didn't feel comfortable using the safety tools what else should the games master and the conventioners have actually done I think it's a difficult subject and when when we said that we don't think we're qualified it's not that we're not qualified to talk about it although thank you very much for your kind words Tim it's more the fact that we don't think we're going to like sign and seal it and wrap up in a bow and go that discussion's been dealt with this problem has been solved so I think one of the other points about it being at a convention, particularly that we're talking about, is you never have to talk to those people again. You yeah. might walk past them two or three more times that day, but you never have to talk to those people again. If you're having a bad game, just put the X card down and leave. It stops disrupting everybody else's game if they're all enjoying it. Yeah, And if you do want to then go and talk to the GM about it after the game and discuss what's happened. The GM's always happy to hear, but they're not going to be all that upset if one of their players has to leave partway through a convention no. game. Yeah, and I mean, I think, as Tim was saying there, where he said he decided the game wasn't really for him, he just excused himself and went, thanks, but no thanks, and went on his way. 
And as he said, he didn't jump on Twitter or moan about it. He just went, that game's not for me, and went about his business and did something he'd enjoyed far more. That's entirely the right way to approach it, for my money. I, I think we ha- the idea, for me, sort of in principle, of these sort of tools is you use them so that some sort of resolution can be reached. If you use safety tools or you, you don't use them, whatever you, however you see fit, but then you're still sort of hitting the social media, sort of like getting other people outraged about it, that's when that's when problems can sort of spill out and things get blown up beyond all proportions. Whereas if you if you look at it really in terms of like sort of black and white, seldom is anyone in any like physical or actual danger at a game. I would say the worst you're gonna get at a game is if a subject comes up and you don't like it, you're gonna feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, um, that's not to that's not to sort of say that to throw shade at anyone who like has issues that make them feel comfortable uncomfortable with anything at the table. But you're not in any actual danger. You're okay. You might feel uncomfortable, but you can leave that game. You can you don't probably don't have to speak to that person again, as you were saying, love. It's a convention, so I think it's when things go outside that arena and like say we're always going to have this problem with like social media and stuff like that and then other people who jump on the bandwagon who probably like weren't even involved in the same game and all of that could have been stopped by either just having a frank discussion or by just going thanks but this game's not for me all right i've seen a bit and then just leaving and going and doing something else and i think at some point again not to sort of not sort of cast any shade on anyone who's like having issues but i think at a certain point we have to take responsibility for our own enjoyment in a game. And whether that's using an X card, having a discussion with the GM and saying, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable with this, or whether at the end of the day it's just you going, do you know what, this game's not for me, I'm moving along. I think those are the right approaches. However, sort of keep fanning those flames of like blowing up like an incident into like out of all proportion just seems like so ridiculous to me that I think that's when we start having problems. But anyway, thank you very much for your call-ins, Tim. Very much appreciated. So let's see who we've got up next. Hey, John and Hannah. This is Randy from Michigan. Um, Your last podcast on concerns about X-Card issues and stuff I thought was very good. A friend of mine, Joe, and I have started a podcast on Anchor, Biggest Geekest, and we discussed that recently on a Session Zero just a little bit. I thought you guys handled it a lot more in depth. I was impressed, uh, or I should say touched by Hannah's experience with the uh, Templar situation. I guess I just I've never faced that, so I've been a little more callous, kind of thinking people are trying to work their psychological issues out at the table. But there's probably something to that. Um I don't know if I was at a convention, I might would use the X card. I, obviously, I would if they demanded it, but I wouldn't care if people got upset about something. But I also would be very upfront. We're not inclined to to get into you know tough subjects um, at our table. You know, we fade to black when sex scenes come around and things like that. So I thought you guys did a good job. And if I were you, John, I wouldn't let it get to you. You're trying to publish. Don't let you know what I would call the cancel crowd get you down. Do your best. Thanks again. You guys do a great job. Thanks very much, Randy, for your call. Very much appreciated. As with our answers to Tim's call-ins, we're glad that this has sort of like 
people are responding to this episode to be honest and we hope to do some more sort of discussion episodes not specifically around this topic but around things that are like maybe concerning us as well as that interest us in the rpg arena and yeah i think it's like anything it's it's difficult because obviously it's a very like emotive subject and people when like emotions get high people don't always sort of sit down and think oh well i can just have like a, a civilized discussion about this and hell i'm no better than anyone else in that regard if like I get like set off by something. I'm as likely to have a rant as the next person, as I'm sure you'll know if you've listened to this podcast. But I think at the end of the day, you know, you just like like you were saying at the end of your message, Randy, you just have to keep doing your best, doing as best as you can and as well as you can do. And what more can you do, really? Okay, so let's see who we've got up next in the bulging post sack of doom. Hey, Hannah and John, Jason here. Just want to say I enjoyed your episode on trolls, and it definitely reinforces the idea that if you can make each individual mon, make each monster, the character's face an individual thing, right? So it's not a troll, it's the troll or the bridge troll or the ice troll, right? And of course, you don't even want to name it; you let them name it. So you'll never say the word troll; they'll call it whatever they want. But you know, these are good examples of how you can make creatures individual and each one should be different i mean yeah goblins maybe every goblin they face is kind of sort of the same although you can definitely throw things in there where some goblins are more clever than others or this goblin might be able to cast a cantrip or you know whatever but as far as anything other than like a fantasy race you know like orcs goblins whatever but any kind of monster monster they should be individuals you know there should never be duplicates of weird monsters right so and i know i'm preaching the choir here but 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 i really think having them individualized and you never naming them as a troll or whatever and that you know brings out that um the witcher feeling or like that movie um was a monster headhunter have you seen headhunter john you check that out anyway talk to you later Thanks very much for your call, Jason. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on the individualizing monsters. Um, it's one of the things I've tried to do in my old school essentials campaign. Like a lot of the creatures that are faced are sort of animals or variant animals like owl bears and stuff like that. And they're pretty much just like animals, you know, a bear's a bear when, when you look at it at the end of the day. But um, the rest of the, the sort of unique, in inverted commas, creatures that I've done, I've used the... Um, the Lamentations of the Flame Princess, a random esoteric creature generator to like create some new monsters so they will look unique and they won't be things that the players are familiar with. But I'm also going to throw in some stat blocks where I've just sort of described them a little bit differently or like tweak the stats maybe a little bit so that the players don't know exactly what they're facing, but I haven't got to create the monster whole cloth. And I think you're right, this does create that sort of element of like discovery and uh, the unknown in your games mm-hmm. but i think jason's got a little bit more to say take it away jason hey john jason here really enjoyed the fate episode as far as rambling on all i can say is so please ramble ramble I love ramble episodes. Love hearing your thoughts on things. I would love to get. Maybe we can. Or, you can organize one. A fate one shot sometime. I'd love to play in one and and, and do that. 
you know, and I've thought about, I, you know, I haven't talked about like ICRPG lately or some of the things I used to talk about a lot either. So maybe I need to readdress that. But yeah, run more Fate One Shots when I can play and um, ramble on, my friend. Ramble on. Hey, Jason, thank you very much for your call. I'm glad you enjoyed my sort of fate filler episode. And I'll probably try and slip a couple of cheeky filler episodes in there. As I've said in a few of these sort of episodes, like mine and Hannah's schedules are a bit sort of up in the air at the minute. So when possible, we're trying to get us both together like we are doing now to record these episodes. But if we can't, I might slip a cheeky sort of like episode in there where it'll probably just be me rambling on about something that's either annoyed or interested me. So don't worry that it's not like my my rambleometer is going to run short anytime soon, as you can hear the cat agrees with me. Um, yeah, in terms of fate, I mean, as I said in the the episode, I think that the community sort of drifting apart that I used to play a lot of fate and one shots in and the sort of later or more recent books of fate not really grabbing my attention as much led to a bit of a downslide in my enthusiasm however i did recently play in a dresden files accelerated one shot which is run by john drury for um, matthew bryan's birthday and we reprised old characters that we played in a game ages i mean like years ago and i was playing a, a valkyrie called annika kjellberg and very much enjoyed that had great fun with that game john drury's an excellent gm all the players were excellent and it really reminded me of like just exactly what i enjoy about that game and john's talking about maybe doing like some extra like sessions like a linked series of one shots so hopefully we'll do that again and we'll get to play those characters again and i pretty much did get to get my hands on an infinity stone at the end of the uh, the session so you can't go far wrong with that Speaking of one-shots as well, it just so happens that this weekend, Jason is running a Barbarians of Lemuria one-shot, which I'm going to be playing in. I'm very much looking forward to that. It's a game I've got, but I've never had a chance to run or play, so can't wait to give that a try. And who knows, Jason, maybe if I get the chance when my schedule settle down a little bit, maybe I'll be able to slide a cheeky little fake one-shot onto the schedule. Stranger things have happened. So have you got anything else on your mind then, Jason? I really enjoyed your review of Tim's module. Um, I'm a patron of, of Tim's, and I don't know if he ships them overseas, but, you know, we get hard copies of, well, if you back him at a certain level, you, he'll say, he mails you, the, you know, all those modules. And I'm very happy I back Tim's stuff. He is high, Tim's stuff is always high quality, puts a lot of effort into it, a lot of thought into it. And, and they're just neat, fun little ventures, you, you know. Um, yeah, T- Tim's a good guy, and he's one of those that definitely – I recommend people check out if, if they're interested in neat adventures they can just plug into their games and, and, and neat content. There's always something worth worth borrowing or concepts in his adventures that are worth using. So and, and some neat maps and whatnot. So, yeah, thank you for, for covering that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Jason. I love Tim's content for Zine Quest 2. I backed his Hunters in Death. I was very happy with that. And we were both really chuffed when he said that he'd been inspired by our Needleman mm-hmm. episode to do like a little adventure. And then we were doubly chuffed when he sent us not only a hard copy of his In the Pines adventure, but also one of his NPC cards. They're of great quality. Unfortunately, the thing with Patreon is there's so many like really creative people out there doing great stuff like Tim. And unfortunately, my pockets are only so deep. 
I already back a couple of patrons. Hannah does a couple of patrons. Mm -hmm. I support a couple of people on like Anchor, you know, like uh, Glenn Houston, Voldemort, Grognard, and. I don't really have the spare readies to get into any more Patreon at the moment. If that changes, who knows? I mean, definitely Tim's would be like high on the list if I had that spare change. But if he does anything like Zine Quest or like products like that, I will certainly be looking to support those. I think his content is really great. Okay, and we're going to round off with a voicemail from Kevin at the Red Caps podcast. Take it away, Kevin. I'm just getting my winter tires put on here. It is that time of year in Canada. And while I've been standing in the long line waiting to get the vehicle serviced, I was listening to the vast majority of your session zero. And I got to say, I really enjoyed hearing how the setting and everything came together. I kind of half want to ask if I can play Ben Ben Kenobi or no, sorry, Ken, Ken Benobi. Um, but yeah, it was a great session zero. Uh, sounds like everybody was right on, on point and uh, thank you for putting it up. I think it needs to be done more often by more GMs. Anyhow, uh, I'll be interested to hear the rest of that game when it starts kicking off and hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Thanks very much, Kevin. Greatly appreciated. If you've not listened to Kevin's podcast, the Red Cap podcast, I highly recommend you give it a listen. There'll be a link in the description of this show. And it was in fact due to an episode of Kevin's that I decided to upload the audio recording of my white star session zero for the campaign that we've just started and people seem to have responded pretty well to that and i agree with kevin it's a useful thing to like hear how other people do their session zeros because it can inform how you do your own and i've uploaded a few to youtube in the past but i think this is maybe only like the, the first or the second i've put on a, a podcast in terms of the, the White Star campaign going up, I've not done any plans to do it. It's like an audio-only version like I'm doing with my OSE campaign. If there's interest, who knows, maybe. But the first episode is up on my YouTube channel, and I'll be uploading further sessions up there as we sort of run them every other week. Now, obviously, we're sort of getting into, like, birthday and Christmas time for us here, so... The schedule is probably going to be a bit messed up until after Christmas, but we'll soldier on as best we can. But thank you very much for your call in, Kevin. It's greatly appreciated. So that's it for this post bag episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, leave us a message, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, suggest future topics of conversation or for episodes that you'd like us to discuss, then you can leave us a voicemail using SpeakPipe on the link in the description of this show or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com we've got an episode coming up tomorrow which is about the abolith and either at the end of this week or early next week we'll be getting our twitter poll up for our next monster episode so keep a lookout for that so until we see you again take care stay safe and keep gaming Bye.